Good evening, and welcome to our podcast, 76, written December 19th, 2021. The title of our podcast today is Engaged and or Married and or Divorced, Part 3. Let me resume with our discussion on irreconcilable differences. Excuse me. If you remember in my last podcast, I threw out a whole lot of different excuses that we use for irreconcilable differences. Let's look at some scripture where I believe it derived. Now, it wasn't until Moses brought in irreconcilable differences that men started divorcing their wives for just about anything. Deuteronomy 24, 1 through 4. Read it. Nevertheless, Paul gave the church counsel concerning a similar standard on irreconcilable differences that we may use in our courts today. Let me read the whole text. Now in response to the matters you wrote about, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. But because sexual immorality is so common, each man should have sexual relations with his own wife, and each woman should have sexual relations with her own husband. A husband should fulfill his sexual, his marriage duty to his wife, and likewise a wife to her husband. A wife does not have the right over her own body, but her husband does. In the same way, a husband does not have right over his own body, but his wife does. Do not deprive one another except when you agree for a time to devote yourself to prayer. Then come together again. Otherwise, Satan may tempt you because of your lack of self-control. I say this as a concession, not as a commandment. I wish that all people were as I am, but each has his own gift from God. One person has this gift, another person has that. I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain as I am. But if they do not have self-control, they should marry, since it is better to marry than to burn with desire. The ma- to the married I give this command, not I, but the Lord. A wife is not to leave her husband, but if she does leave she must remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And a husband is not to divorce his wife. Okay. But I, not the Lord, say to the rest, if any brother has an unbelieving wife and she's willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. 
Also, if any woman has an unbelieving husband and he's willing to live with her, she must not divorce her husband. For the unbelieving husband is made holy by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy by the husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean. But as it is, they are holy. But if the unbelieving leaves, let them leave. A brother or a sister is not bound in such case. God has called you to live in peace. 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 15. C-E-B. Paraphrase. Now, if y'all still not gonna act right, Paul gives you an out. Just depart in peace. Listen, in essence, we, we don't go out to a bar or nightclub or anywhere else for that matter for a hookup to give our bodies to any and everybody who lusts at us. We have to remain we have to remember rather our body still belongs to our spouse also don't be holding back your love from your man because he didn't buy you some meat coat oh hey man don't be holding back your love from your woman because she didn't buy you that two chest you like and if you got this irreconcilable difference thingy going on, Paul gives you an out. You can for a while hold back the loving, but only if you both are in agreement that you're going to be fasting and in prayer as you put the love on hold. So the devil don't tempt you with all kinds of crazy passion and lust and cause you to do wrong. Listen, she or he was bad when you met them. And if those kinky things that you guys did while dating would turn you on doing... Don't, don't dump her or him because now you're in the church. Hang in there. God can sanctify her or him through you and your and also your children born from this union. Okay? You being a holy man of God, God can use you. Remember when you two come together, the two becomes one. Now the family is holy, so hang in there. The upside to staying together is it makes the unbeliever and your children holy. Now, speaking of children, do you realize just because you break up with your spouse, you still have responsibility to lead them to the Lord? In fact, God come and visit you in the end and he asks you, Where, where's your children? Those beautiful children I gave you. Even though you weren't physically in their lives, 
you're still responsible to see to it that they get brought up in the ammunition of the Lord. Let me read it. Talking about the situation in Israel, but here's the gem. Lift up your eyes and behold them that come from the north. They then he say, Where is the flock that was given thee? That beautiful flock. Jeremiah 13 20. Paraphrase. So if you have multiple children, God gave you by different women and or men, how are you going to account for them in the end? When you stand before God and he asks you that question, where is that beautiful flock of children I gave you? You can't. You're going to have to ask God to forgive you for abandoning them and trust God by praying for them because you're not in their lives anymore and you can't be there. But do like Job did. Job prayed for his children. They were adult children, but Job prayed for his children just in case they go out and sin against God. You have to trust the Lord to keep them until the end. Remember, the Lord says to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Reference Job 1 and 5 and Proverbs 22, 6. Paraphrase. So while, while you're there, you know, with the child, plant that seed. Teach them as much as you can about God. Because your job as a parent continues even when you're gone, when you're not there, when you're out of that relationship. Whether it is helping feed or clothe them or just a word of advice or counseling them, to do the right thing. Just hang in there. For God's sake, it's worth the battle. Because while you're praying, one word from the Holy Spirit or his guardian angel may change that child's path forever. So never give up on them. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Galatians 6, 6, 9. So both mom and dad don't give up on raising that child just because you're not in their lives. God can do wonders with your prayers. Amen? Back to irreconcilable differences. If this marriage don't fit, don't force it, get out of there. Just let it go. Walk away. Now remember, God never meant for you to divorce. But through the guidance of his prophets, Moses and Paul, he gave us a break. Paul goes on to say, But what knowest thou, O wife? whether thou shalt save thy husband, or how knowest thou, O man, whether thou shalt save thy wife? 
But as God has distributed to every man, as the Lord has called every one, so let him walk. And so ordain I in the churches. 1 Corinthians 7, 1-17. So irreconcilable differences is real. Can be painful. Can be irreversible. Sometimes can be deadly. You heard that saying? If I can't have her, nobody's going to have her. Or if I can't have him, nobody's going to have him. And they proceed to go out and kill their spouse. <laughs> Listen, my friend, that's not God's way. He gave you a break through his prophets. So let them go. Jesus spoke on this. Jesus asked Moses, gave you permission to divorce your wives because you are so hard to teach. But it was not like that at the time of creation. I tell you then that any man who divorced his wife for any cause other than her unfaithfulness commits adultery if he marries some other woman. Matthew 19, 3-9. So it is irreconcilable differences can be a get out of jail pass so to speak as well as a ticket to hell if you follow me yes you can legally get out of that marriage but spiritually because it wasn't a divorce not based on unfaithfulness spiritually you're still married why I say that? Because the man, a woman who gets a divorce on irreconcilable differences is still sinning until one of the other sleep and or commits adultery with a new partner. Otherwise, they'll be committing adultery with their new spouse. So you can't go up and get married after you break up with someone on irreconcilable differences. Many of you can relate to the words that the disciples told Jesus, that it's better to stay single. The disciples said to him, if this is how it is between a man and his wife, it is better not to marry. Jesus answered, this teaching does not apply to everyone, but only to those to whom God has given it. Matthew 19. 9 through 11. See the preceding verse, Jesus was telling them that they cannot get rid of their wife. So that's why the disciples brought this up. Okay? For there are different reasons why men cannot marry. Some because they were born that way, others because men made them that way, and others do not marry for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let him who can't accept this teaching do so. Matthew 19, 8-12. GNT. So whether you're engaged, handle it with care. Get to know the person well, even as you know yourself. Because if you get married and you didn't get to know your partner well, 
during your engagement, you're in for the ride of your life because Satan will use them to turn you upside down, inside out, and vice versa. So get to know them well and be a good student. Listen to your partner because it takes both of you to marry but only one of you to divorce and end it. Whether you are willing to sign that divorce paper or not, if they sleep around, you're already divorced before God. Now, speaking on divorce, if you're there and you can fix it, give it your very best effort to do so. But if you're there and you can't fix it, well, let it go peacefully. Maybe the Lord has called you to peace. In either case, the word of God applies and you know something. I think both the judge and the clergy who make it a very solemn charge when two people get married. It's a huge responsibility for both sides, husband and wife. One person cannot make a marriage. It takes two. Neither can one person make a child or raise a child for that matter. It takes two. And for the single parent out there who hears this message, don't get mad at me. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. And by the way, I've been through it. It's hell doing it alone. You may question my authority to speak on such subject. Well, let me put it to you this way. I've been there and I've done that. Whether I did it right or not, God be the judge. I may not have the degree in law, philosophy, or theology, but I have walked in the shoes of the hurting people out there who have gone through engagement, marriage, and divorce. Sometimes experience is the best teacher and a testimony the best preacher. So therefore, I'm qualified. This concludes our podcast. Let us pray. Dear Lord God, please bless the listener, the hearer of these podcasts. Those spoken by me, your servant, let your Holy Spirit touch the heart of the listeners and inspire them to repent and do the right thing. Give their lives to you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. If you or someone you know have need of further prayer, please contact us at heavensprayerlink.com. We love to pray with you. God bless you.